السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا أرحم الراحمين We ask Allah عز وجل Teach us what benefit us Benefit us from what he taught us And increase us in knowledge Amin يا رب العالمين My dear, beloved, respected brothers and sisters I ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى To make our last statement لا إله إلا الله Amin يا رب العالمين In the Jar series, the main reason is to remind one another of things that sometimes we forget. So tonight's reminder, as usual, is extremely important. There was a teacher who gave his students the questions of the final exam way ahead of the exam. And he told them that there will be three questions in the initial stage and four questions after. And he promised, and he promised that these questions will not change. These are the questions that you will get. So the students were divided into two groups. One group did not believe him at all and ignored the questions. And the second group, they believed him, but they were also divided into two groups. One group that took the questions, studied them, memorized the answers, and they passed the first stage and waiting for the second. And the other group, they said, you know what, we will wait till a few days before the exam, and then we will start studying, and then the exam came, and they were not ready. This teacher is none but Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he alayhi salatu wa sallam told us that there will be three questions in the grave and four questions when we stand in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. SubhanAllah. Can you imagine, my brothers and sisters, that uh, in this dunya, the teacher gives you the questions and give you the answers and give you 30, 40 years to prepare. <laughs> SubhanAllah. And still so many people fail. Allahu Akbar. So what are the three questions in the grave? And what are the four questions that we will be asked on the day of judgment? The three questions in the, gra- in the grave, Rasulullah told us in a very long hadith that when the person's body is put in the, in the grave and the people, after they finish burying them, they, they leave, uh, he, will, he or she will hear their footsteps and then two angels will sit the person up and ask him these three questions. The first question is, who is your 
Lord. Man Rabbuk. Who is your Lord? And the righteous, the righteous believer, the person who dedicated his life to obeying Allah and following the Sunnah of Rasulullah, he will be saying Allah easily. And then the second question will be, what is your religion? And he would say, my religion is Islam. And then he will be asked the third question, who is this man who was sent among you? And then he would say, Muhammad is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. Allah said in the Quran, يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ وَيُضِلُّ اللَّهُ الظَّالِمِينَ وَيَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give firmness to those who believe with the firm word in this life and in the hereafter. And Allah leads the wicked astray and Allah does whatever He wills. So when the person answers all these three questions, may Allah make me and you among them, when they answer them right, and they are confident in their answers, the hadith continues and it says, he will be told, you have spoken the truth. A door will then be opened for him towards Jannah. Some of its air and perfume will come to him and the space will be made for him in it as far as the eye can see. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. My brothers and sisters, now even a five-year-old can answer these questions. You ask your son, ask your daughter, ask your uh, nephew, who's your Rabb? He will tell you Allah. What's your deen? He would say Islam. What's the name of our messenger? He would say Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But at that time, at that time in the grave, only the ones who lived by La ilaha illallah, who lived by the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who were proud to be Muslims, only them the answer will come easy. And the others, like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us, they would say, ha, ha, they have no clue. They did not obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They disobeyed him. They stayed away and maybe they made even fun of the sunnah of Rasulullah They used to be embarrassed to be called Muslims. They don't want to even have anything to be associated with Islam. They won't be able to answer the three questions easily. Subhanallah. Allah said, Yuthabbit. Allah will make steadfast the ones who were uh, obedient to him in this dunya. May Allah make us all among them. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us, the son of Adam, his feet will not move on the day of judgment before he's asked four questions about his life and how did he consume it, his knowledge and what did he do with it, and about his wealth and how did he earn it and how did he dispose it and about his youth, how did he live it? First, the life, because somebody might say the youth is included in the life, right? Life is general, all our life. How did you live your life? 
how did you live your life? Was your main goal in life is the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal? Did this ayah apply to you? قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ My salat, my sacrifice, my life, all my life, all my, even my death is for the sake of Allah. Then is this the case? Then abshir, then great news. You'll be answering that part very easily and very proudly. Then specifically, the youth came, my young brothers and sisters. When we are at that age of the age of like, you know, in the teens and the early 20s and maybe early 30s even, you are in your full energy. You have so much you can do. Please, please, at that time, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while there are so many things that are distracting you, it will give you the honor to be under the shade of Allah azza wa jal when there's no shade except his shade and you will be able to be proud to answer, Ya Allah, I never missed a prayer. Ya Allah, I was so kind to my parents. I was very respectful to them. Ya Allah, I used to call people at, in, at school to, to the deen. Ya Allah, I used to advise others who do not pray or do not wear the hijab. I used to advise them all to come back to you, Ya Allah. I spend my youth, Ya Allah. I used to fast the optional fast, Ya Allah. I used to give as much money as I, as I have to, to, to help the needy and the poor. I used to take care of my, my neighbor who was an orphan. I used to do... Growing up as a youth, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so much weight on the day of judgment. The youth, my brothers and sisters, the youth, please start some habits from a young age, some good ibadat from a young age and get used to them. There are so many ibadat that when we grow up, like for example, fasting the optional fast, Monday and Thursday and the three white days, for example, any optional fast or any three days of the month. When we get older and maybe so many medicines that we have to take or we are very weak, we cannot do that anymore. But when you are youth, you can do that. Similarly, getting up and pre performing tahajjud. Many people are tired, they cannot do it. You get up, you're still young and you have that uh, energy and you have that youth in you. Bismillah. You can walk and, and travel from one place to another easily and convey the message of Islam. Bismillah, go ahead. There's going to come an age that you will be exhausted. You cannot travel anymore. So take advantage of the, of the youth and do as much as you can for the sake of Allah. Then the third question is about that knowledge that we have. My brothers and sisters, do not let the shaitan get to you and tell you, who are you to go and tell people about your deen? You are yourself is a sinner. You yourself do not do this. You yourself do not do that. No, 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 no. This is all from the shaitan. You do not have to be a scholar in order to convey the message of Islam. Rasulullah told us, convey even if it's just one ayah, one hadith. If you tell someone uh, smiling is a charity, is that needs a scholar to say that? 
when you smile in front of your brother's face to your sister's face, huh? that's a form of charity. If you tell somebody, you know, please come to the masjid and pray in the jama'ah, that's 27 times more. If you tell someone who is not a Muslim, you speak to them about the tawheed of Allah, that Allah is one, has no son, no daughter, no, no, no wife, no mother, no father. Huh? Simple things, subhanAllah. Whatever knowledge you have, share it. Share it and you will be asked about that knowledge. Some people have knowledge and they conceal it, they keep it to themselves. No, share that knowledge to the best of your ability with wisdom, with wisdom and with ease and with the goal to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to show off. And the last one is very important. The wealth, where did you get it from? Where did you earn your money? What is the job that gave you that wealth? Is the job halal? Make sure, my brother, my sister, make sure that the income is halal. You will be questioned. We will all be questioned. Where did we get the money from? And where did we spend it? And keep in mind this formula, extremely important. When we were four months in our mother's womb, Allah already decreed how much money are we going to make. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed when I was four months in my mother's womb, I will live this much, I will marry this woman, I will have that many children, and I will make, let's say, $1 million in my 70-year lifespan, for example. Okay, I will not die before I make the million dollars. I will not make a penny more or a penny less than the million dollars. The only question is, how do I get the million dollars? The number is not going to change. How do I get it? Do I get it through haram means? Do I get it through halal means? Do I steal it? Do I inherit it? Somebody gives it a gift to me? It's up to me. But the number will never change. So my brother, if you think that you by selling alcohol or by selling cigarettes or by selling lottery or by having something that is haram, you're gonna earn a lot of money. This is, the shaitan is tricking you. That money was going to come to you anyway. You're just seeking it through haram means. And you will be questioned about every single penny. Our rizq has been determined. So please think about these questions. Where did you get the money from? And where did you spend it? Did you spend it on halal? Did you spend it on your family? Brothers and sisters, spend on your family. This is the best spending is to spend on your family. Do not go be extravagant and do not be stingy. Wasata, in the middle. These are the seven questions that we will be questioned. Three in the grave, who's your Lord? What's your deen? What's the name of the man that was sent to you? And four questions on the day of judgment. What did you do with your life? What did you do with your youth? And what did you do with your knowledge? And what did you do with your money? Where you earned it from? And where did you spend it? I beg Allah Azza wa with the best of his names to make us from the people who answer these questions with A plus, 
100 ameen ya rabbil alamin may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our last words our best words and our uh, our last deeds our best deeds and our last words la ilaha illallah i love you all for the sake of allah subhanakallahumma bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik kitabun unzila ilayka fala yakun fi sadrika harajun منه لتنذر به وذكرى للمؤمنين